community is, I think, one of the, if not the biggest social driver for all human beings. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. I have here Judd Borkov. He is the contributor and member of the Forbes Council. But really what he does is all around change management, cultural development, and employee experience which seems like a lot of things and we want to really dive into it. So on today's podcast, the reason Jen and I connected and wanted to do this podcast is because we both are passionate about community building. And some of the times it's almost like people don't know why we should build a community. Why is it important? So we're going to cover that. What is the difference between internal and external community? So we're going to cover that part of it. And then we're going to talk about some interesting things around people revolution and how people need to understand community building is at the core of a lot of the things that truly drives company innovation, company growth, and your brand. Everything is kind of focused on that. So we're going to hold, this whole podcast is going to be around community building. So Judd, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, man. One of the things we love to start the podcast with is fun fact about yourself so people can connect with you. What's one fun fact that you want to share? Okay, I'll give you a one and a half. <laughs> one, if you ever see me on social media, you'll recognize there's a monkey in everything I do. Uh, my company's called Red Monkey Consulting, but it happened well before that. Yeah. Long ago, somebody said I look like one and I own it now. <laughs> so Seriously. I'm the monkey. Yeah, that's how it goes. So how is it like, is it like just a picture? Or a uh, you'll, you'll see in my videos, There's it's in the bottom right corner in all of my posts on, especially I'm, I'm active on LinkedIn. You'll see the little, uh, the emoji, uh, the monkey. So I use it religiously everything anywhere you see me on, on social media you'll see it that's uh, awesome and, and that the other half is i have a bulldog lola who is in many of my videos and everybody asks for her more than me so <laughs> well that's tips for people who are trying to do videos mm-hmm. on social media is like you know find somebody else a monkey or a dog <laughs> to, to get the videos more attractive <laughs> right. animals make everybody happy <laughs> that's awesome thanks man so Let's just start with, and I'll riff on the idea of like why I believe community, and, and we have obviously been enjoying it. I want to get your perspective on it. So sure. for me, if, when somebody asks me the question, like, well, why is community building? Why, why do you guys even spend the time to do things like daily podcasts, right? It, you know, it takes time. Why are you guys building this conference called Flip My Funnel, where we have thousands of people attending it? And why do we even have a website that's not on just Terminus.com, a separate website that does all these things, it almost feels like counterproductive in some people's mind. And in my view, and all of it has always been that without a community, we are a commodity. Mm-hmm. And and I want to kind of let that sink in for some people to think about is that, hey, look, if you don't have a community today, somebody out there right now, I, I think about it all the time, is sitting in a garage trying to out-feature uh, us and, and come up with a product that's just like us, probably better than us. And then if you're going to be in a feature war, we'll never be able to compete. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is build a community massive enough that we will always have an opportunity to be there and not just as a product platform company, but be their partner along the way. So my view of community building is quite selfish. It's the greatest growth driver and brings us core and closer 
to the people that we want to serve. What do you say? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Great, mic drop, right. stop recording. We're, We're good. <laughs> Community is, I think, one of the, if not the biggest social driver for all human beings. We always want to feel a part of something, right. whether that be church, synagogue, whatever you go to, your, your religious following, whether that be your fitness regime, yep. whether that be, it, it really doesn't matter. We want to feel a part of something. So it doesn't have to be part of a brand, although that's something that some people really get behind. It can be a problem, a specific yes. issue, yes. internal or external. And the interesting part is we see a lot on the external focus, right? We see people saying, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. What I also find is really powerful is when you create the internal community. So inside mm. companies, they need to have that community feel. They need to make people want to feel a part of it, understand the mission, yeah. take part in it, grab hold and say, this is mine. I get to help yeah. to do this. And what that does is it helps to even really grow that external part as well. Yeah. Internal to external is always how it goes. Yeah. You know, you don't go, I'm going to build that out there and inside it's going to change. It doesn't happen. I mean, quite honestly, I'll tell you very transparently, I think some of that stuff is what we struggled internally as a company because we were starting to build this community outside. And as we were growing, we also grew super fast from like three co-founders to now 200 plus people. Mm -hmm. we, we were just growing super fast. And it's like I'm learning the importance of that communication always in and out, in and out, in and out. And, and I think we're getting better at it, mm -hmm. but you just hit a home run on that one. It's like, well, it's not just external community, it's also internal. So could, could you share some examples of like great community building when it comes to internal or best practices around it? Best practices is tough. Uh, you, you don't get to see as much as you'd like in a lot of places, but let's use a big one that most people are yeah. familiar with. So let's say Google. Yeah. What they did is they aligned their values, mm -hmm. they communicated them well, and then they gave people the tools necessary to act upon them. So, for example, they said, we are all about change. We want you to be inventive. We want yeah. you to... And they gave them the time consistently every week to go about and do that, mm -hmm. which meant not only did they talk about it, they but they practiced it. it and proved it time and time again. Yeah. So the people who believed in that knew where they wanted to go. And there was a reason that everybody wanted to work for Google. It wasn't just they were a big company. They were yeah. innovating. They were being different. They were disrupting. And people were like, this is me. Yeah. And suddenly, they didn't just feel like it was a job. They felt yeah. like it was their calling. Yeah. That's huge. That's what you, try, you strive for as a company to create internal. So yeah. Nike, for example. Yeah. Why does Nike have playing fields all over their campus? Why is it that they specifically hire athletes? Why is it that, you know, just do it is their motto and they're yeah. literally just doing it yep. and they literally attract what they believe in. Yeah. Those are the powerful companies and they create what they call the love brand. Yeah. Where internally the people love it so much and externally love it so much that there's, there's this love lift. Fest. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> the, the company is elevated, not even because of their own internal marketing and sales components, yeah. because the people love it so much that they elevate the brand Yeah, and they go out of their way. F nope. Not for monetary compensation, just because of the love of what they're doing and yeah. what they stand for. Yeah. So that's what the power of community can do. I love that, man. I think uh, I started having this conversation one day with a friend of mine and we were talking about this, like she was wearing a Nike shoe, right? She was having an Apple phone in her hand, right? And she was wearing an Under Armour t-shirt. And I was like, well, you're like a walking, talking billboard for these companies, right? And, and we're just like, yeah, we all are. And if you take a step further based on this conversation, I can think like, well, the reason she's wearing that is because it represents her. 
The Nike shoe represents the sweat and just do it mentality that she's a hard worker, which I can totally see who she is. Under Armour t-shirt shows that, yeah, she is a truly someone who actually believes in new things and want to drive that. And the whole athleticism is like just coming through it. And iPhone obviously is like, you know, we're you know, challenging the status quo. Like, you know, right. this is me. And we know there are better phones than iPhone. And we got into that conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and this just makes me recognize that this whole idea of loving a brand that goes beyond just fact that they're a product of some sort. Like, it's amazing. So Nike never talks about how amazing the features of their shoes nope. are. They talk about the athletes and the honor athletes and so on and so forth. What, it's be, what it is to be a part of their community. Yeah. Right? Because that's what we seek. Yeah. That, there's that emotional and mental security in being a part of a bigger group. Yeah. That's what it is. So now I wanted to say a lot of the people who listen to the podcast are also in B2B, right? Mm-hmm. In marketing and yep. sales. And when we think about and talk about this Google and Nike of the world and Under Armour of the world, like I think people start thinking like, well, that's B2C, the brand building, the community building is kind of what they do. And that's kind of what it is. And when I look at an B2B side, I'm like, well, that's actually happening in B2B too, right? Constantly. Yeah, so let me just run through a couple and I'd love for your examples on those. Like, well, think, let's think about Salesforce. Why are they doing Dreamforce? Why do they have 150,000 people come in consistently all over the world to be at their conference? Why are they pouring so much time, money, energy in it? Why is HubSpot does inbound, right? Why does it just call it HubSpot? Mm-hmm. Why do they have 20,000 people coming in Boston every year? And why do they invest in it? Why is Drift, for example, a great startup company is doing hyper growth conference? Why is Terminus doing flip map? Why are we all doing this community building? And I feel like this is this common thread of building and not every B2B company does it, mm-hmm. but should they? I think the best ones do. But it doesn't even have to go as far as doing the external, like, you know, Dreamforce and things like Big that. Events. So, so let's use uh, one that a lot of people know, McKinsey. Okay. When people think of McKinsey, they think the best. Yeah. Why? Because every person who goes there believes that that's what they are, that's yeah. what they stand for, and that's what they're going to be. Yeah. That is who they are. That is their community. And when you're yeah. a part of it, you're special. Yeah. Totally love it. So in terms of the just overall understanding for people for external and internal community, you mentioned it before we started to record that they go hand in hand and people have to really do it. What is, I mean, clearly change management is a big part of this thing. So how, how do you address that? How do you go, go about that? So there's a lot. A lot of companies have to understand first where they are. So just in general consulting terms, right? We yeah. always talk about like a, an as is and a to be state. Yeah. Most companies don't take the time to understand where they're actually at. And so when we talk about like change management, it's not just about creating change. It's understanding their starting point. Mm. Where are they? What do their people truly believe and why? I find that the vast majority of times I talk to executives, their belief of what the company stands for, their cultural beliefs is very different than the people who are on the front line. Yeah. Right? And until you align those. Why is that? How do you say this nicely? Um, <laughs> don't don't, don't say nicely. Yeah, right? Don't say nicely. Um, <laughs> I, I think that a lot of executives get too focused on KPIs and financials, and they miss the fact that the business is the people. Yeah. Our true value is the talent, the people that are there. So you, are you saying, in other words, we're, we're missing the emotion? We're missing a lot. And, yeah. and so I, I was saying this before. I believe we're on the verge of what I call the people revolution. So in mm. 2000, when we had the tech boom, and basically people were changing jobs like crazy because they yeah. knew they could, and yeah. this was be, due to the internet revolution. We're seeing the same voluntary, like the, the same amount of people leaving jobs voluntarily for new jobs, better opportunities right now mm. as we did then. I mean, it's astronomical. 
Like if there's data to back. back yeah, yeah. You yeah. can you la- labor statistics for the U.S. show that we are right at that point, and that wow. was for April. Three point four million people, I believe, three point two or three point four, left their jobs voluntarily. That's a lot of people yeah. who say. I can do better. Yeah. I'm not willing to stay here just because you're giving me a paycheck. Yeah. And until companies start taking this into consideration and looking at their company and their people yeah. as their primary customer, yeah. they're going to have real problems. So right now we know that there are more job openings than there are people to fill them. People are leaving their jobs because they don't like what they're being given or yeah. offered. And if a company comes in and, and is very intentional with how they take care of their people and how they build the environment and the community that they build, yeah. it's not about the money, right? You're setting them up for success. You're making them feel a part of what they're doing. And, and look, it, it takes, obviously, there's, it, it's not as simple as we make it. Yeah, it's it. not black and white. No. You, you, there's a lot of gray matter. There, there's a lot of gray But there's this, this belief that you do it once and you walk away. Yeah. I mean, no, this is ongoing consistently. Yeah. You must be taking care of this right yeah. everything here all of your yeah. people all the structure all those things and the rest will follow yeah and it's great to guide by finances but how many mergers and acquisitions have you seen work well the way <laughs> they plan them yeah. right gotten the value from the financial yeah. analytics you know Very into perpetuity few. we'll make this much that's yeah. great but then you see that the cultures don't meld and they wind up sacking 3000 people and yeah. you're like what happened yeah until you take those pieces into consideration you're not going to get the value expected from the businesses yeah I love that. That I mean, that is so true. I mean, I also think like as a founder, there's so much cost with great people leaving yes. for the organization. They go with the knowledge, the passion, the understanding, and now you have to have a new person that may or may not have all that stuff. And there's retraining and all this. The cost, like the, the statistics that you just shared around label, you know, saying 3.5, whatever. I mean, if, if that is true, well, assuming not, I'm just like, clearly it's true. That's a big risk. And almost every company, every manager, every leader listening to this is like, well, how are we empowering our team? How are we empowering our culture? How are we making sure that they are taken care of? Are we spending the time we need to with them? All those things matter. At the same time, I do believe that people are also recognizing that, man, the opportunities are endless right now for yes. them to do what it is. So it's not just pay stops. It's not just great like facility and stuff like that. It is really going back to the Google example you said, are you letting people be who they are? Mm-hmm. and bringing their whole self to work and be able to deliver results the way they want to do it. And that's hard Yes, in a financially operated organization. Yeah, but I mean, look, you can tie this back to the business objectives. This is not a silo. It's not your people are here, your finances are here. They go hand yeah. in hand. Yep. But let's put it into context. They say that an employee leaving costs you between six months salary to a year of salary per mm-hmm. person. Yeah. If 3.4 million people left and you even average that at $50,000 a head, how much yeah. money are you talking? You got a lot of money lost yeah. because you didn't take care of these people. Yeah. And look, whether it's because of this or not, they say the millennial generation is much more apt to leave for a sense of basically belonging and yeah. purpose yep. than paycheck, right? Well, I think everybody truly believes yeah. that way. But what happened is the millennials came in and said, we're not going to put up with it. And yeah. enough of them did it that now people are going, wait a minute, yeah. we don't have to put up with this? Yeah. So we're seeing it actually exponentially yeah. grow. And, and the economy is good right now. So good. the opportunities are, are there. All right. So as you wrap this thing up, I want you to leave people with a challenge to think about in their organization, right? So I'm going to go through a few points that I took as part of our conversation. And in the end, I'm going to ask you to share a challenge that people should do today, mm-hmm. listening to the podcast in their organizations. I'll let you ponder on that mm-hmm. as I go through. So point number one, as you started out, without a community, you're a commodity. And I'm, I feel like I learned a lot today just understanding the difference between internal community and external. 
And I think that's not the context I had before. So that's really, really cool to have. All the companies, we, we might say B2C companies like Google and Nike and the examples we talked about, they all create you know brands that are worth falling in love for. I think people in B2B can do the same thing. Like we, we that people may not like some products, but they like brands, they like people, and we need to kind of create that notion. And the they same trust way. them. They trust them and they will pay more for that. It's uh, all of those still true because we're still in the business of talking to people and selling and buying and all that is still happening to people. And then you talked about this idea of people revolution, which goes back to the primary customer is not the end customer that is paying you the bill. The primary customer is your employee. And I think that's a big idea in this whole conversation is that, look, without a community, you are a commodity and the community is not just external. It's also internal and people are the driver of it. And as soon as we start thinking about people, we need to not just talk about customers or partners. We need to talk about internal because that's where it starts and how you treat people internally would dictate how the customers feel about you. It's 100% true. So with that idea, what is the one challenge that you want to leave people with thinking about community at large? So I would say do one thing. Write down what you believe your company stands for, what your culture is about. Go to two people, one customer, one internal employee that either reports to you or is somehow below you and find out if it matches. Yeah. Because you may be surprised what people believe you stand for. And until those things align, you got problems. You're not, you're not going to attract what you're looking for, and it's going to be much harder. Your cost to acquire yeah. is through the roof. Man, I love that. That's a great. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> That's good job. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.